Yes, good morning, everybody. Welcome once again. Good to have you with you. Um, uh, uh, my name is Alan. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, DeAndre's mom, glad you're joining and hanging out with us here uh, today. Sometimes on a Sunday morning uh, for the service, we're a little bit subtle in terms of what the theme or message overall might be. If you missed this morning's overall theme, then uh, yeah, we, we can't really help you all that much. So, But anyway, we love moms. We're celebrating moms uh, here this morning. Uh, there, are, there are always uh, great Times There are always great moments, whether you're a mom or a dad or a grandparent or a friend of a family with a little kid or whatever, there are always great moments that happen, moments that we treasure, moments that we pull our video cameras out and we want to capture every second of it. And one of the things that is as much entertaining as the children here this morning are the parents in the front four rows who are capturing everything on video. Of course, few of them are doing this, but... but um, but it's, we have moments where we capture things on video. We pull out our phone and we want to capture this, that, and the other thing. Our kids say something and so then we run home or we write it down. We want to write it down exactly what they said because there was a moment there. We don't want to miss it. We want to capture that moment. And then there are moments where we perhaps wish we were just leasing them that there was sort of an end term. Now, I know we're not supposed to say that. We're not supposed to think that. But not every moment as a parent, as a grandparent, is a treasure. Not every moment is a treasure. In the short amount of time I have with you this morning, I, I simply want to remind you that we are surrounded by significant moments going on around us. We are surrounded by significant moments with our kids, with our parents, with our spouses, with our friends, with God, and those moments will just fade away into oblivion unless we treasure those moments, unless we identify them, grab them, intentionally capture them, unless we treasure those moments. Mary, of course, was the mother of Jesus, and she was good at this, at treasuring Moments. One of the interesting things about, uh, about Mary, who arguably is one of the most famous moms in human history, the mother of Jesus, but we know very little about her role as a mom between the ages of zero and, and 29. For Jesus, Jesus age 20, we know a fair amount of Jesus' birth and the circumstances around his birth and the people who gathered and the shepherds and all that story. We know that story quite a bit. We have different accounts of that. And then we have the stories from Jesus when he was tempted by the devil in the desert at age 29. From then on, his three years of public ministry and all that happened that flowed out of that. Lots of deals, details with all that stuff. We have only one story of Jesus between the ages of zero and 29. That's when Jesus was 12 years old. It's the only story we have in this. It's only found in the book of Luke. It's found near the end of Luke. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with me. That's the story we're going to take a look at today. A story of the famous mother, Mary, and an interaction she had with her 12-year-old son, Luke Chapter 41 begins, every year, Jesus' parents, that's Mary and Joseph, they went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Now, this Jewish family participated in many different festivals and celebrations. The Passover was the most significant one. It was the largest, grandest 
ceremony, festival, and so they would go down to Jerusalem to celebrate it. They lived in Nazareth, we find just in the verses prior to this. In verse 39, we see that Mary and Joseph raised their son Jesus up north in Nazareth around the Sea of Galilee. That's where Jesus grew up. And so they took this trip annually. Mary and Joseph would take this trip from Nazareth down to Jerusalem. It was about 100 miles, and they would have walked it. It would have been about a five-day trip, which is pretty long and expensive for this poor family. Continuing to read, verse 42. When he, Jesus, was 12 years old, they went up to the festival. I say up, but it's really south went up to the festival according to the custom. This likely was the first time that Jesus got to take this trip. Mary and Joseph probably took it on a regular basis, but Jesus at age 12, this would have been the first time as a young Jewish boy that he would have joined them on this trip. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it, thinking he was in their company. They traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. Now, there's a lot of pressure on moms in our culture to be perfect, a lot of comparison. You know, you've got to be perfect like this mom in this way and perfect like this woman in this way and perfect like this movie star in this way and et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of pressure to be perfect, et cetera. But we can look here at the story of Mary, one of the most famous moms in human history, and she lost Jesus. Okay, so just, just relax on the whole perfection thing, okay? Nobody's perfect. Even Mary lost Jesus. Now, I wish we had, this is one of those stories where I wish we had more details. This is all we get. That's all we get is what I just read to you. But man, I wish I knew how that conversation went between Mary and Joseph, you know, Mary saying, yeah, after a whole day of traveling, an entire day of traveling with their family, relatives, et cetera, and then Mary just saying, so where's Jesus? I thought he was with you. And then Mary saying, you told me, I got Jesus, I got Jesus, I got Jesus. You said, I got Jesus, where's Jesus? And then they're saying, you lost the Lord. Do you know what you just did? You lost the Lord. I mean, this is, this is we can only imagine what they said, but uh, I'm sure it was rich, whatever that conversation was. Let me continue. Verse 46, after three days, they found him in the temple courts. After three days, any of us who are parents, uh, I haven't known a parent who hasn't lost a child at some point, okay? Tammy and I have lost uh, uh, our kids. Actually, to be fair, we've lost one kid multiple times. So it's, <laughs> it's our middle child uh, is a runner. I mean, he's, he's the guy we're just, whenever we go somewhere, it's, where's Martin? Where's Martin? We don't know where Martin is again. Uh, but but it's, in, it's in a mall or in an amusement park or whatever, and, and you just kind of turn around, and you, you, it's so easy to just kind of lose them for a little bit. If you lose your child for three minutes, that's freak-out time, freak-out zone. They couldn't find Jesus for three days. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, 
Why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been worried sick. You, it should say that. That's, that's basically what it, your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? This is where you, you, you feel for Mary and Joseph at this moment. Verse 50, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Can you imagine being the parents of Jesus and you know, a 12-year-old who just says this and you're kind, of, you're kind of backing up with Joseph going, what do we do now? Do we ground him? Can we ground Jesus? Are we allowed to do that? They had to kind of work this out a little bit. God bless them. Verse 51. Then he went down up north to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Luke is the one who assembled this gospel, and it says at the beginning of Luke that he, he, he went out and he did interviews. Luke wasn't a part of these stories. He wasn't one of the disciples. He didn't hang out with these folks. He was a physician who later on wanted to have a very accurate account of these stories. So very likely, he went up to Mary and he said, would you tell us some stories? And this is the story that Mary tells, Luke. And so it's captured here in Luke chapter 2. And in this story, Mary says some of the details and says, I treasured that moment in my heart. This is a phrase that Mary probably used on a regular basis. It's also how she described her experience with Jesus at his birth. In verse 19, just earlier in chapter 2, she also says, uh, Luke writes about the story of Mary. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's this same kind of phrase, that, this unique phrase that Mary offers treasured it in her heart. Now, what do you treasure in your heart? What can you put inside your heart? You can't put an object in there. Many of the things that we treasure, that we cannot put them inside our heart is a very figurative kind of language and such. Gold and silver cannot go in the heart. Whatever, if you, you know, were asked the question, if there was a fire in your home and you had to grab one or two items, whatever those items might be, those items can't be stored in your heart. If you, have, if you collect something, I know many people like to collect things, coins, stamps, cards, um, houses, uh, cars, beer steins, whatever you might collect, whatever is kind of valuable to you or whatever, you can't take those things and store them in your heart. I believe that the thing of greatest treasure is, is the thing that we can store in our heart, and those are memories. It's the memories, it's the moments, the experiences of life. Those are the things that we store in our heart, we treasure in our heart. Knowledge is great. We build knowledge, we read, we get information, we get facts. We can learn how to be a better mom how to be a better husband. We can learn amazing stories about God and that can broaden our understanding of the story, of the overall story and how we might fit into it. Those are great things. Knowledge is great, but it goes to the head. The greatest treasures are those which we store in our heart. So it's, it's more than just knowledge. It is, it, it is the treasure that we can store in our heart. For example, most moms know in their head that they are loved. 
They've been told that before. They've been told, you know, in clear block letters that you are loved, that you are loved uh, by your family, that you're loved by your kids, you're loved by your God, that you know in your head that you are loved. The knowledge is there. But what we need sometimes as moms and dads and husbands and wives and friends and sons and daughters, what we need sometimes is to be assured in our heart, is to feel that in our heart. We know that we are valued and loved. You know that you, you know in your head that your role as a mom is immeasurably significant and that your kids are who they are because of you and that God has entrusted, God has entrusted you with one of his sons and, or daughters. You know that in your head, but we sometimes need to feel that in our heart to have moments and memories and experiences that we can treasure in our heart to say, I, I feel loved and valued. I feel the importance that people around me have in terms of what my role is as a mom, etc. Mary needed this. Mary valued this. Mary had this experience with her 12-year-old son, and she treasured it in her heart. She saw her son. She went back to, the, to Jerusalem and saw her 12-year-old son pursuing God in the synagogue and listening to the rabbis and asking them questions and engaging deeply with, with men of faith and, 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 and pursuing his own journey, etc. She watched her 12-year-old son have that kind of engagement with God and it went, oh, I, I want to treasure that in my heart. She said, that, that's a moment that I just, I just have to capture the greatest treasures, the greatest, the, the, the most treasurable, valuable things in life are those moments, memories, experiences that we can store in our heart. I invite you to think about a memory in life. Just, just let a memory flo float into your brain right now. Maybe it was something from earlier this week, from earlier this year. 10 years ago, whatever. Just let a memory, one, two, three memories, whatever. Let a memory or few float into your brain. I bet I can tell you something about that memory or those memories because every memory is connected to one of two things. It's, it's either, it either involves people or it involves God. Every memory is gonna be about people or God. And if in the unlikely case you thought of a memory where you did something on your own that was great and that was a memory, it was a valuable thing, one of the things that makes that valuable is that you get to brag about it with people later on. So that still counts. Every memory is connected to people and or God. Why? Because in the end, that's all that matters. In the end, when our days are over here, when we draw our last breath, all that we get to carry with us, the only things that we get to carry with us are the things we have treasured, stored in our heart. And those are our, our, our experiences, moments, memories with people and with God. Jesus summarizes the whole thing and says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus summarizes this whole thing. That's all we get to, to carry with us. Knowledge is great. Accumulating knowledge and learning how to do things, et cetera, is terrific. 
Stuff can be fun. Material stuff can be great. It can be fun. You can enjoy that absolutely. But the only thing that we get to carry with us, the, tr- the only true tre- treasure are the memories, moments, experiences that we have with one another and that we have with God. The true treasures are the memories. Now, moms and dads, I'll say it once again. I said it at the beginning, but not every memory is a treasurable memory. Not every memory in, the, in our roles as caregivers is, is, a, tre- is, a, is a treasure. <laughs> that moment when your young child is not feeling well in the middle of the night and they wake up and they walk by two different bathrooms to get to your bedside at two o'clock in the morning to tell you they're not feeling well and then throw up all over you. That, that's, that's not a treasure. That's a memory, but that's not a treasure. I'm not holding that one. I'm not taking that one to heaven. That, that's, that's, not a, that's not a treasure. Or, or when your kids get older and you so, so passionately want to connect with them, and so you try to, you intentionally think of questions to ask them, to try to really pull them out and make sure you're, you're connecting with them and learning from and, and enjoying them, et cetera. And so, so you set it all up, the right questions at the right time, and then you go ahead and ask the question, and it just feels like the only thing you can get out of them is, uh-huh, <laughs> or I don't know. And you think, I, what, did, what did you just say? Is that even English? That's not a word. No, no, no. I understand what you're saying, but it's not, can you speak? We've been teaching you for 16 years how to speak. Can, and so you have these things. See, that's not a treasure. That's not a, that's not a treasure. Not every moment with our kids is a treasure. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. We get to decide what moments we store in our heart. We get to decide which moments we get to store and which moments we set aside. This is really important because sometimes we make bad decisions in terms of which memories we are going to store in our heart. Sometimes we choose to hold on to resentment towards others in our lives, perhaps our own moms and dads who's made some mistakes when they were raising us. And so we take that resentment with us, we pack that in our heart and carry it with us. Or we carry resentment towards our Father in heaven because our life doesn't look the way we wanted it to look. And, and we say, you know, at this time in my life, I wanted to be married and I'm not married. And so we carry resentment to our creator for that. Or at this time in my life, I wanted to have children and I don't have children. So we carry resentment. Or we say, I wanted to have a certain kind of job or live a certain style of life or whatever. And so we might carry resentment to God for those things. Or we might carry in our heart regret because of our own poor choices, our own decisions. Despite the flood of grace and forgiveness that is offered us through Jesus, we still carry regret for the things that we have done, the things that we have said, the people that we have hurt, and we carry that with us, and we carry that with us. Instead of letting those things go and deciding to store treasures in our heart, we get to decide what we store in our heart. You get to decide. Every year in our family since 2001, I have taken all the home videos that we've made in any given year 
and I have edited them down to about 60 minutes. I used to do some video editing, so it's always been fun for me to do that. But I take some years have 20 plus hours of videos. You know, you just kind of set the thing, you push record, and then you're kind of watching going, how long is this going to take or whatever? And so, and so you're recording this thing, and you've got hours upon hours upon hours that you'll never watch, that will never watch, never look at. So uh, for every year since 2001, so I have, uh, we have a, a one-year video of our family that's about 60 minutes long for every year. If there was a fire in my home, my collection of those videos would be the thing that I would grab. It's the most valuable, uh, priceless, non-human item in my life is this collection of, of these videos. In the editing process, it's okay to set aside hours of video. It, you have to, if you're gonna narrow it down, if you're gonna narrow it down to one hour, it's sometimes painful, but it's okay to set aside hours of maybe boring video, less interesting video. It's okay to set aside Moments in life that didn't go the way you wanted them to go. Maybe moments that were hurtful, maybe the moments that, moments that were painful. As the editor, I get to decide any moment that doesn't make me look good, I just get to set it aside. <laughs> sort of the beauty of being the editor. But, but we, get to just, we get to decide which parts we keep and which parts we let go of. We get to decide if we just set aside those, that footage of resentment and that footage of regret. We get to decide what treasures we put in our heart, what treasures we carry with us as we continue through life, as we prepare for eternity. And Mary models and says to us, I treasured those moments. I treasured that, that moment when Jesus was born. I carry that with me. I treasure that moment when Jesus was 12. I treasure that with me. What memories, what moments, what experiences are you treasuring with you? Our hope this morning as we celebrate Mother's Day is that there is some moment as a part of this experience, particularly for those of you parents with your kids, if your kids were singing up here and you captured it on video, that's a, that's a moment to treasure in your heart, to carry with you. If your child was up here, and singing, just give me Jesus? What more does a parent want than to see their, their kid say those words? And maybe they have a lot to learn in terms of what that means, but, but that's a great place to start, is to sing these words, to declare before a group of people, just give me Jesus. There's a whole lot of things competing for my heart, etc. Just give me Jesus. Some of you watched your 12-year-old in the synagogue pursuing God. There's an overlap between Mary watching her 12-year-old in the synagogue. You got to see your 12-year-old or 10-year-old or 8-year-old or whatever pursuing God in the synagogue. Our hope is that there's some moment here today as a part of the service, as a part of your afternoon, your enjoyment of lunch or dinner or whatever, where there'll be a moment that you see and you go, I want to treasure that, that moment there, that card, that, that gift, that thought, that phone call, that there would be some moments that, that we treasure in so that we can not just know that we are loved and valued, but that you can, you can have a, a memory and experience a moment that allows you to truly feel loved and valued by your family, by your friends, by your Father in heaven.
As a small token of that, we have a a gift for you moms on the way out. It's a little card that says, I love mom, and it has a, a chocolate in place of the heart. We wish they were this big, but they're a lot smaller. They're just... They're just little cards. And so moms, please feel free to grab one of those cards on the way out. And if you don't want it, take it anyway because someone in your family will eat the chocolate. Quite sure of that. But um, we are very thankful that you came to celebrate Mother's Day with us. I'd love to pray with you and then I'll send you off. Would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I thank you uh, first of all for our moms, for the moms that are represented here in this room. The moms that, that, that we think of, the, the memories of our moms. God, would you allow us to just, to just set aside the, 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 the painful, hurtful uh, uh, memories, God, that we would not carry those with us, but God, we would treasure those moments where our moms made incredible sacrifices, where our moms made great effort to love us, to love others, to show that love to us. God, would you help us to, to fill our hearts with those treasures? And Father, I pray for moms here in the room who are just overwhelmed or just, it's just such a, a busy, amazingly difficult job. God, that you would, you would use this moment to fill their hearts with treasures of your love, for them, of their kids' love for them. God, that hearts would be full as modeled by Mary. We pray these things in the name of Mary's amazing son, Jesus. Amen.